ball game or a concert or a movie, you know that every time you go to that kind of event, there are going to be at least two kinds of people there. Now, the first kind of people are going to be the ones who plan the event. If they're headed to a football game, they're going to make sure they get there in plenty of time. They may be going to a concert. They want to be sure that they're able to find their, their seat. They got their ticket. They're ready to go. They stop on the way in. They pick up something they might want, something at the concession stand. And then they find their way to their seat, and they sit down, and they're ready for what's about to take place. The second kind of people are those folks who show up just a few minutes too late. It's just about the time things are about to start, or maybe they've just started, and they're not exactly sure where they sit, so they've got to figure out where their ticket is, and they find their way in. They create a little uh, impression along the way. You know, they're distracting the folks around them. They sit down, and three minutes later, they stand back up again because they have to go get in the line with all of those other late people to buy their, their Coke and their popcorn for the concession stand. And before long, it just seems as though nothing is settling down, and they're not even sure what's about to happen. The truth is, that event they came to is about halfway over, and they still don't know exactly what's going on. Now, I have two questions if you're that second kind of person. Number one is, why is it that you wait so long before you show up? And the second question is, and why are you always on my row? You know, it is funny, isn't it, that we may make plans to do something. We may invest a lot of money in whatever that thing is. And then we show up too late to really enjoy what's going on. You're so distracted by other things that you miss the very reason that you plan to come to begin with. You know, here's the thing. The same thing can be true of personal prayer. You may rush in so quickly to talk to God. You may set aside three or four minutes that you have before you have to leave to go somewhere, and you think somehow I'm going to have some significant time with God in the next four minutes. I've been reading a book by Peter Grieg, and one of the things he suggests is there are four stages to effective prayer. And beginning this morning for the next few weeks, we're going to be taking some time and seeing what the Bible has to say about each of those stages of prayer and maybe even looking at some folks in Scripture who demonstrate to us, who reveal to us those kinds of people. And the first stage of prayer that he talks about is the stage of pausing. He says one of the things you need to do if you're going to pray effectively is you make time to settle in and prepare your heart so that when you talk to God, you're ready both to share and to listen. To pause is to remember what you're doing when you pray and who you're approaching. It is to make time to prepare your heart and mind to spend time talking to the Heavenly Father. I want you to think about something this morning. Our lives are full of commitments and appointments. We have classes we have to be at. We have meetings that we have to make sure that we have scheduled in. We have all sorts of things that require us to be a certain place at a certain time. And those things are important in our lives. But unless we're careful, 
the most important opportunity that you have to talk to and listen to God is that one thing that somehow you just try to work in whenever you can. And then we wonder, why is it that my prayer life just doesn't seem to be working? Why is it that I feel like when I talk to God, he's a million miles away? Maybe it's not that he's a million miles away from you. Maybe it's that you've been a million miles away from him, and you're thinking that instantly you can be prepared to talk to him. Now, understand, I'm not saying to you when a crisis comes in your life and you just need to holler, help, that God's not listening. What I am saying is, unless you make the time and make a priority out of being ready to hear from what God is going to say to you. You may not be ready for what he's going to say. King David would agree with me. If you read the Psalms, one of the things you discover is that so many of them reflect a heart and a mind that is tuned to hear and respond to the Lord. So many times David will say at the beginning of a Psalm, Lord, prepare my heart. God, Help me to pay attention. Father, I want to listen to what you're saying. And David would make the time to listen to what the Lord is saying. David did not approach the Lord casually. But he came to the Lord very personally. With a desire to be in the very presence of God. And I guess that's the question I want to ask of you today. When you pray... Do you anticipate I am going to be in God's presence in just a moment? I'm going to be before the very throne of grace. Am I ready to be with the Lord Jesus Christ? David's desire was to find himself in the presence of God through prayer. And that's what Psalm 25, 4 and 5 are all about. The passage we read together this morning. It's about a glimpse into the heart of what it means to have a surrendered soul. This morning I want to take a few minutes and I want to talk to you about what it means to build a pause into your life. So that you prepare your heart. And God can speak. So let's discover what God is saying to us in the Psalms. The first thing is this. Pausing requires a dependent attitude. David prayed and the first thing he prayed is this. Show me your ways, O Lord. Show me your ways. You have to pay attention to what the Lord is revealing to you. If you're preparing your heart, then one of the things you're doing is saying, Father, stop me, slow me down, prepare me so that I can see what you're doing in my life. To ask the Lord to show you his ways is to have a hunger to have him reveal himself to you. And the more you surrender to him in prayer, the more God reveals himself. And the more you experience his grace, the more thankful you become. Show me your ways. Lord, give me time to stop and pay attention to what you're doing all around me. The real question is this. How much do you really want God to show his ways to you? How much are you hungry to have a him show you to reveal to you the things you need to know if you're going to pray effectively 
What if learning his ways means you're going to have to surrender your own ways? What if the more God talks to you, the more you realize there's some things that have been too important in your life and they need to step aside? Or there have been other things that have so occupied your mind that you can't hear what God is saying and maybe it's time to stop and say, God, show me. Show me your ways. What if it means, excuse me, what if it means you're going to have to follow further than you intended to go? What if God's showing your, you, you his ways means he is saying, I'm going to call you to walk to the very end of all the light you have and then take a step into the darkness because that's where you're going to trust me the most. And so we have to say, Lord, you're going to have to show me. I can't find this by myself. Help me to slow down enough to be paying attention to what you're saying. It's so easy to get caught up in the rush of home and work and life and school and all the things that cry out for your attention. It is so easy to let all of the distractions of life cause you not to be paying attention to the one you ought to be paying the most attention to of all. And you miss what he's showing you and you miss what he's saying to you. It's just not easy to make time to pause. It's just not natural. We don't live in that kind of world anymore, do we? We don't live in the kind of world where you think, okay, it's time for me to stop and listen to what God is saying. Instead, we rush from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And the truth is we never slow down enough to listen. But if you surrender to distraction, you'll never hear what God is saying to your heart. You have to be paying attention if you're going to hear what God is saying. I love a story about Franklin Roosevelt when he was president. Stories told that he was in the middle of another state reception. It was another one of those times when he just had to sit there or stand there and let a line of people come by and greet him. And, and he said scores and scores of people are going by. And he said that particular night he was so bored because he knew nobody was really paying attention to anything he was saying. They were just shaking his hand so they could get into the room because dinner's going to be in a little while and they needed to make sure they had been seen. And so as people began to file by, Roosevelt decided to try an experiment. And this is what he said. He would take the hand of a diplomat or a dignitary or a senator or a congressman. And as he shook their hand, he would say, you know, I killed my grandmother last night. <laughs> and they would all go, it's so good to see you. And even the next would come by and he said, I killed my grandmother last night. You're doing such a great job. We're so proud of you. I killed my grandmother last night. And finally, one diplomat from another country stopped and looked at him. And Roosevelt said, you know, I killed my grandmother last night. And he looked at him very thoughtfully. And he said, that's all right. I'm sure she had it coming to her. And he <laughs> went on in. Are we not prone to be exactly that way? Somebody's telling us something. They may be telling us something really important. But we're not really paying attention. Maybe it's God himself who's telling you something and you're not even paying attention. You're distracted by everything else going around you. Listening to the heart of God will never come to someone who is praying casually. You have to be focused on letting him show you the way. Or otherwise, you may not see what he's trying to show you. And that's why pausing requires an attitude of surrendering your will. 
Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. The Bible says we must pause and choose the path to follow. And David said to the Lord, teach me your path. Part of why I'm praying, Lord, is because I want you to teach me the way to go. David was not looking for head knowledge. He was looking for life experience. He wasn't saying, God, I just want to know it all. He was saying, Lord, I want to do this. I want this to be part of who I am. That requires a decision to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit when you pray. To say to the one who has come to be your helper and your guide and your teacher, teach me your paths. And one of the things that takes place when you make time to pause and prepare yourself is the Holy Spirit begins to move in your mind and in your heart and show you the things that you really need to be praying about if we're not careful our prayers become about superficial and selfish things or they become a matter of routine and sometimes we just need for the spirit of God to begin to speak to you and he begins to bring things to your mind maybe it's somebody you know that's really hurting and he wants you to pray for them Maybe it's because something is about to come up during your day that day and he really wants you to surrender that to him and he wants you to pray about it. Maybe there are decisions that need to be made. Maybe there are situations that you're facing and as you pray because you've taken the time to slow down and listen to the Holy Spirit, he begins to guide the things that you pray about and suddenly you find yourself saying things to the Lord that you did not plan before you sat down but suddenly you realize these are God's priorities. These are not my priorities and I need to pray them. When you pause and let the Holy Spirit teach you, you find that praying becomes much more deliberate. It's not a routine. It's not saying the things that you think God wants you to say. It's listening and being in conversation with God. The Holy Spirit begins to remind you of things and you pray for those things and that leads to another thought and he continues to move in your heart and you continue to talk to God about the things God wants you to talk to him about. You may write a list as you pause and pray. You may hold things that he guides you to in your mind until it's time. The important thing is that you pray under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And when you let God guide your will, you begin to realize that praying is one of the most active expressions of your spiritual life. If we're not careful, we begin to think of praying as a very passive thing. You know, I'm not really doing anything. I'm just sitting here talking to God. I could be about studying something or talking to somebody or involved in some activity, and instead I'm just sitting here. And then you realize, you know what? What I'm doing when I'm just sitting here may be the most active thing I'm going to do today because I am bringing life in front of the throne of the Father. I am talking to God about the people I'm going to see. I'm talking to God about the situations I'm about to face. I'm talking to God about what's going on in my life, what I'm struggling with, what I'm hurting over, what I'm thankful for, what I'm rejoicing. And all of a sudden I begin to realize this is not one of those things I do. This is the most important thing I do. No other place in my life am I given access to the throne of heaven than when I pray. And we never take that for granted. 
It means that you're not acting and then praying. You know, Lord, this is what I did. I hope you'll bless it. Instead, you're taking time to stop and let God speak. And then your actions become a response to what the Lord is doing. And that's why pausing requires an attitude of trust. David continues on and he says, lead me in your truth and teach me. When you wait on the Lord, God reminds you of his absolute trustworthiness. This is his truth. He is speaking his truth into your life through your word, through the things you have experienced by his faithfulness that has taken place in the past, how he's revealed himself to you in other ways and he inspires you to continue to trust him. It may even be that as you pray, Lord, lead me in your truth. Teach me to trust you. He's going to call on you to begin to pray for something so big that only he can bring it about. And you begin to pray and say, Lord, this is far beyond me. I'm going to put it in your hands. This circumstance that I'm facing, this choice I've got to make, this person I'm so convicted about, Lord, I pray. I put it in your hands. I trust you. You're going to do what is right, and you're going to do it through me. The greatest promise we're given in this passage is that we can trust him to be with us. First it was, show me your ways. And then it was, teach me your paths. And now the request comes down to two simple words. Lead me. Lead me, Lord. When you pause... You give the Lord time to remind you that you're called to follow him the way a sheep follows a shepherd. Father, I've come before you because I need for you to lead me. And until he leads, we have to wait for his guidance. It may be the hardest thing in the world when you pray is to put something in the hands of the shepherd and then try to take it right back out again. Lord, I gave this to you. You didn't do anything right away, so I'm going to take it back and I'll handle it. Sometimes you have to say to the Lord, lead me, and that means I need to wait for a little while. It's not time yet. Help me to trust you. Remember this. Pausing is never meant to be passive. Pausing doesn't mean I'm just going to sit and I'm going to look at the clouds in the sky and I'm going to listen to the birds as they sing and I'm going to, you can tell I've been on my back porch lately, can't you? Pausing is an active commitment to pray and prepare for what God is going to do. Pausing means I'm taking time so that I can tune my heart and hear his voice. And discover what he's getting ready to do in your life. I listen for his voice. I choose to follow his paths. I make the decision to trust him in this life and in eternity. Now I'm ready to pray.
now I'm ready to pray. So you see, pausing doesn't mean that you just stop and wait. Pausing means I am making the time to prepare my heart to hear what the Lord is going to say to me. It is an act of absolute expectation that God is moving and God will speak. And all I have to do is trust him and listen. So let me ask you, have you made time to pause and listen to the Lord in your life? Do you find that there are those deliberate times when you decide, I'm going to stop and I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to prepare myself because I'm expecting God to do something amazing. I'm expecting God to teach me something I'd never know any way, other way. I'm expecting God to reveal to me what I need to do next. I'm waiting on the Lord. Maybe today you're praying and you're pausing and you're waiting and what you're hearing is the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is saying this. It's time for you to trust Jesus. It's time for you to become a believer. And today you're here and you don't know Christ, but you know you need to. And today he's calling your name. And he's inviting you to become part of who he is and of his kingdom. And all you have to do is trust Jesus. And if that's what the Lord's telling you this morning, in a moment when we stand and sing, I'm going to be here, I would love you to come and say, I want to trust Jesus today. And I'll lead you to know the Lord. Or maybe the Lord is speaking to you and he's saying, this is the church. This is the place where I want you to plant your life and your membership. And I want you to serve me here. Come follow me in this place. Maybe the Lord's speaking to you in some very specific ways in your life. and Today it's time for you to slow down and hear what he is saying. And then to step out and do what he's told you to do. Is there a decision you need to make? We're going to stand. We're going to sing our invitation hymn as God speaks to your heart. You come. You come. Let's stand together.
been good to be in God's house today. I'm glad we got to share this time together. Looking forward to tonight. We're looking forward as we continue on with our Roman study. I hope you'll come and be a part of that. Let's bow together now for our final prayer. And then one last song as we dismiss. Father, we do thank you that you cause us to slow down. And you call us to pause. And as we do, we hear the voice of your Holy Spirit. So help us, Lord, to hear and to respond to whatever you tell us and to be obedient in everything we do. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Then sings my soul.